1: what's up and welcome back to another kind of funny screencast this one is for loki episode two of season two we're doing a breakdown i'm tim gettys and i'm joined today by blessing at AOA Junior good day Tim good day to you very very excited to have you on this one because I'm trying to get a rotating cast of people every week for uh the the Marvel um shows on Disney Plus uh we started doing that with Secret Invasion had a lot of fun there uh but I've been trying to get you on Loki we didn't work out last week we had Matt Roarbeck he was awesome you should check out that episode too uh but I know I, I've known you a long time I, I mainly on the game side of things we get to talk about stuff but I know that you love Loki
0: yeah you know, I love this show so much. Yeah, it's my I mean, it's not saying much because I'm sure a lot of people agree, but it's easily my favorite Marvel TV thing. Uh, I think the season one of Loki episode to episode, I think was done masterfully. And I'm like, I'm very excited to talk about this episode and this season so far, because I'm of a place right now that I think a lot of people are where I'm I'm experiencing that Marvel fatigue. Right. Like I didn't even watch Secret Invasion. And that's the thing that like if you asked me a year ago, hey, are you going to are you going to skip a full season of a Marvel thing? I'd be like, never. Like I would never skip a Marvel thing um and so yeah it's nice to be back for loki and i'm excited to see what you think of it so far
1: really really excited to talk to you about all of that because of course this is the kind of funny screencast each and every week we get together to talk about the latest in tv movies and trailers uh you can watch on youtube.com slash kind of funny or if you want to listen you can go to your favorite podcast service search for kind of funny screencast and we'll be right there for you if you want to go above and beyond though patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free it gets you a whole bunch of bonus content it's it's a great place you should check it out uh and you can join the ranks of our patreon producers james hastings jedi master deadpool casey andrew and nathan lamothe thank you very much for your support uh today we're brought to you by DraftKings sportsbook but i'll tell you all about that later bless let's start with you where are you at so far because uh, even you can even talk a little bit about uh, episode one as
0: mm-hmm. well uh leading into this what are you thinking about season two so i was very trepidatious going into season two one based on like a few of the reviews i've seen like now that i think we're a bit past it i've seen more of a range of opinions of the first four episodes as those reviews went up but going in, I was a bit trepidatious. Episode one, I really, really enjoyed, right? Like, I got through that one, and I was like, okay, I think they're doing some cool things here. I like what they're doing with the effect of Loki um, being transported from different times, right? And, like, how it looked painful, but also it's not that painful, but also um, um, Moby's being like, oh, but it looks really painful, right? Like, all those bits uh, work for me. I, I still love how much of it is this workplace comedy that feels like it has its own identity within the Marvel cinematic universe, but it's also dealing with some of the most grand uh, like elements of this current saga, right? Because it is, Hey, we're diving into he, who remains we're diving into the King stuff. We're like, you know, this is what the core of this is. And even though that is like the main theme, the main storyline of what the saga is Loki still has this level of no, but this is isolated. Like this is its own story. And we are telling a very character driven drama comedy thing here right and i think episode 2 displays that really well i really enjoyed episode 2 um again i think it excels of the thing of i really like where loki's going as a character i really like um mobius as a character owen wilson playing mobius i know like we've had a full season with him already but he continues to like make me fall in love with him. him delivering the lines about the key lime pie come on. killed me come on absolutely that whole scene with the key-, key lime pie killed me for multiple reasons right it was him saying the line of like you know i'd like to thank the guy who kidnapped me and brought me here got me this pie fucking excellent line excellent line and him even saying like the, the first thing he said in that key lime pie scene he's like that's oh, it's really good <laughs> like, absolutely incredible but that um brad's character brad wolf him being this hunter that found his place in the timeline and like wanted to be there i think that the way that feeds into the themes of loki also very fascinating and very cool and the way that that actor played that character in the interrogation really good really awesome and yeah like i'm i'm still in love with the show like beat to beat i think they're doing such a good job of making it about the characters even less so than what's going on with like the timeline stuff and what's going on with um docs like cutting off all the timelines because really when you look at any other marvel thing i feel like you look at shang chi and it's about the ten rings you look at um the infinity saga and it's about the infinity stones loki like, should be about the timeline, but really it's about the characters and how they build those characters and, like, how we develop Loki as a character. And I think they continue to do that well. And I think that is why this show excels beyond pretty much any of the other ones that we get in the cinematic universe. I'm right there with you, man. I am
1: loving this. Loki uh, Season 1 is one of my favorite MCU things, period. Like, I'm not even just talking about the shows. Like, it is very, very high up my list of um, just the, the any of the Marvel Studios projects. Um, TV in general, like, everything, I just think that they kind of... Knocked out of the park in terms of the production design, in terms of the casting, in terms of the simultaneous style and substance that we have going on. Like you alluded to a lot of this, but uh, really diving into these characters and the concept of belonging of these people were like forced to be mind wiped and become slaves essentially. But it's an interesting concept of, but what if they want that? Or what, like with yeah. uh, with Mobius's character of him liking the pie so much, like he yeah, he's kind of like him being I don't, scared, or, yeah. like
0: you know, oh, what if it's good out there, you know? Like I don't him necessarily
1: want to know. And then yeah, with um with the the character of, of Brad him being like, yo, I'm this famous actor, like I'm living my best life out there, like I prefer that over this for sure. Um, I think that stuff's so interesting. Season two so far for me, I don't think is is. Hitting the highs are as good as season one. I also don't think it can be. And I also, because I think season one, the surprise and mystery and how out of left field it all felt is is so much of it. Whereas this just feels like more Loki. I honestly don't see that as a criticism though. I feel like they are giving us more Loki in ways that I didn't anticipate and everything that I'd want from it. We're getting more of. I loved the chemistry between Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston in season one. I feel like that's what this show, this season, is. It's just that's what we're giving you. And uh, in the trailers, we saw that Rafael Casal was going to be in it. Uh, he was uh, cast. He's the actor that plays Brad Wolf. He is potentially in my like top ten all time favorite creators. Period. Hmm. Um, he's from Blind Spotting. Uh, he's from the Bay Area. Puts out amazing music. Talented beyond belief, uh, and, and is a great actor. And I did not expect him to get this much screen time uh, in Loki. And I think he's knocking it out of the park and seeing the scenes, the the good cop, bad cop dynamic yeah. between Owen Wilson, Tom Hiddleston uh, interrogating uh, Raphael Casal. I'm just like, I don't deserve this in a Marvel project.
0: Yeah, like it's so this good. This is so good, man. The, the way like they they play in a way that we've seen a million times in TV and movies where, you know, they go in and Mobius turns to Loki and is like, don't lose your cool. Don't lose your cool. And they go in and they start and Loki begins the interrogation. And the whole time it's like, well, we know Loki's in control, right? Yeah. Like, They're going to play like he's going to lose his shit, but at the end of the day, he's going to be in control. And the way they flip it where, you know, like Brad, Brad mentions Loki's mom, and you're like, oh, Oof. well, Blow where's the this going to go, right? And like Owen Wilson steps in and starts doing his own thing, and because Brad Wolf is in that scenario, right? Brad Wolf was mind-wiped. He was part of the TVA, and now he's found his place on the timeline, and he's like, he's seen both sides of it. And like the important part is he's right. Like, Brad Wolf is in the right... Uh, Brad Wolf is his, is his stage name or his actual name? Do
1: you think? Uh, well, that's good. I'll, I don't know if they're ever even going to get
0: into that. Sure. But like, yeah, that, I'm, I'm going to call him Brad Wolf because I like yeah. it. Uh, but, like, the way that he he's in the right and, like, he knows he's in the right and he's like, I'm not going to give in to this because obviously what I'm saying is real, right? Like, hey, what is our place on the timeline? Like, you know, we're just doing bullshit here. And, like, that being enough to break uh Mobius and, like, I, I think the, the part where Mobius <laughs> hits Brad kind of kind of cheesy kind of corny it's whatever but i think i think it gets the job done in terms of showing that oh fuck this is actually getting to him i so
1: i agree with you that like in the moment i was like oh we've seen this before and it's kind of weird the scene of them immediately like walking in the hallway and him just being like where are you taking me? He's like, dude, I was following you. It's yeah. like, no, I was following you. It's like, you were in front of me. I love it. You see Mobius start to break. And I, I love that, that the, the Owen Wilson having range that I didn't expect uh, this character to, to have, um, especially after season one, like there's such com- great comedic elements, but there's just a truth and sadness behind a lot of it. And like mm-hmm. the realization of this Mobius kind of learning who this Loki is when we're talking about variants, we're talking about time travel simultaneously. like, It's interesting to note that this is the same Loki that ended Avengers one and then did not experience the, the rest of it besides just like watching a video, essentially. And this is a different Mobius from last season, just in terms of timeline of like what he knows about the Loki right? Oh yeah, I guess so. Or at least at, at certain points because of how Loki was like time slipping uh, back and forth. It's always interesting of who knows what, who knows how much about what's going on with Loki being the, the one that at this point has the most information because yeah. he's seen the furthest into the future, add Sylvie into all of this. But I love that as confusing as all that stuff can get. And then you add Obi, which good Lord.
0: God, I love him so on, much. Man. He is he, so good. And there's a mystery
1: there. Like, I feel like they're, they have done a great job of, Simultaneously being super fun, being easily digestible despite being complicated is all hell. Um, but also having that substance for things mattering, having that entire interrogation scene get so intense with um, with him bringing up Loki's mom, but then that that conversation about you're a villain, dude. Like you, yeah. like, like you are good at talking about it. it. But Loki saying it's the real me, a loser, always have been, always will be, and it's like he's saying that to kind of like flip the script on um, on Brad a bit but there's truth there. And like, that's how Loki sees himself. And he is overcompensating or at this point compensating to just be a good person, trying to save people that whole bit towards the end where he's like, Tom out wanting to save people. And they're like, you, what are you talking about? You wanting to save people. But it's like, I just think that there's a lot of great elements here that are working together and it's, it's paying
0: off. Yeah. And I, to your point of in comparison to the first season, right. And how like, you know, not necessarily criticism that it's not as exciting. Like I have the same read on it of, you know i don't find it i don't find this season currently as exciting as season one but i almost feel like it feels more like a tv show than season one right season one was six episodes that all felt like the individual set piece moments like every episode there was a moment where i was like oh shit like i can't believe we're here like i can't believe we're doing this in this way whereas season two i think is doing such a good job of just character development and character back and forth and relationships and you know like even in the way that at the at its core, this show being this workplace comedy. When we get to Sylvie and Sylvie's working at McDonald's, yeah, I really, I absolutely love the juxtaposition of Sylvie being like being working at this fast food establishment. Loki, happy. happy, right? Loki coming down from his corporate job, right at the TVA, and seeing like this dichotomy between you know Sylvie, who up until this point with her character, she's been birthed in chaos and she spent her whole life running like she spent her whole life in chaos and she's never known anything that is hey like i have a system i have a structure here right she doesn't know structure so giving her that structure in the form of mcdonald's and loki being this character who grew up with structure right but also is this form of chaos like he grew up in this kingdom with thor right in asgard and all this stuff he like through fits, right? You talked about how yeah, you threw Iron Man off the building and all this. So shit. good,
1: and really that's good. Great ties to the MCU without like without it's being obviously forced. Obviously explicit, and it, 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 like it's the weird thing where it is forced, but it's real. That's how yeah. like those things happen. It, it is relevant. It's relevant, and it feels like it. It makes sense with the way that these characters are talking to each other. I just love that, and like you were talking about Kang earlier about the way He Who Remains has talked about. Like Loki feels the most authentic take on the multiverse stuff so far because it's where we've seen the most of it actually done and and uh, kind of presented with care and presented yeah. with, with purpose. And it also
0: it's presented in a cool way. Like, I feel like this is the coolest they've been able to explain how the multiverse works and how all the timeline stuff. And, you know, them talking about, them showing the scene where you see all the timelines get pruned and they're like, they're looking at the timeline and being like, those are people. Yeah. Right. And like, oh, it's it's, so and it's an infinite amount of people. Like when you break it down, like in each of those timelines, it's billions, billions and billions and billions of people being murdered. And it's like, ah, shit, the, the like, the consequences of this is enormous, and they were able to boil it down to the TVA and the Hunters and, like, all all, the, all these things that are very fascinating in the way that they're presenting them. I think the one thing I wish we had more of it would be Kang's character or He Who Remains. We're gonna get that. Yep. But, like, I, I wish we had a bit more of the immediate fear. Like, I think we see it in Loki, especially in episode one, where, like, Loki's freaked out, right? I, I wish even... Here in episode two we had a bit more freaked out loki because he knows that like hey th- we're on a, t- I mean you know no pun intended we're on a timer yeah. like there are infinite amount of the worst villain ever that is going to destroy everything and we got to figure this shit out um i think we're gonna get that as we get, as we get further into it but that's i think the thing that i wish we had a bit more of
1: i want to keep talking about this but real quick i want to take a word from our response another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it This episode is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL season is going strong and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. You can bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. There's a ton of these football games happening and each and every one you're going to want to be there on DraftKings Sportsbook. You can get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook book app now, and you can use code KINDAFUNNY. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code KINDAFUNNY only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, you can call 1-877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. You can call 888-789-777 7 7 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boothill casino and resort ks licensee partner golden nugget lake charles la 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void and ONT. bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance c slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms responsible gaming resources yeah i, I obviously we know we're gonna get more uh kang more yeah. Kangs uh in the coming episodes based on the the trailers and even the the post-credit scene of um ant-man quantum um yeah. but uh i i have a lot of theories we'll we'll save some of the theories for the end of this episode of like what we think might be be happening but um i want to give a major shout out to the opening scene um Mm. where they're in london and the kind of chase scene action scene of um uh brad kind of running away from from loki and loki using the magic to like make the like street people fucking like (laughs) start a fight with him and all shit he gets backed up and then the shadow play of the loki's with the horns coming out like I thought that was so damn cool, and like you were talking about, like the the moments of every episode having some crazy. I can't believe they're doing this thing. I was surprised at the amount of times in episode two of this show that I was like, "Oh fuck, this is sick!" Like mm. that was cool. And at the end, uh, when Loki and Sylvie, uh, when he's just like, "Don't overthink it," and then they just do the green magic, I was like
0: this is hype like this is cool superhero shit i wish we got way more of that like the that beginning portion where you had all the clones but then you also had uh like the shadows and like shadows holding brad and like you know the owen wilson comes up and is like like you know talking about it and then the two loki's disappear and the still loki you don't think is actually loki that remains loki like that is the type of shit where i'm like i wish every action scene in loki played with this because i still i'm still not clear on exactly what are loki's powers but every time we get Loki's powers, I'm like, that's cool as fuck. It's like, real sick. I think about often uh, season one where there's a building that's about to fall on Loki, and he fucking catches it with his magic and like lifts it back up. Loki has such a sick set of powers, and I I kind of like on one hand that they kind of keep it ambiguous of what he can do, what he can't do, because it's just magic. And so when he pulls out some magic that you can't, that you don't really think of, it feels like it's him being witty and his, it's him being creative. Um, I wish he, ha- I I wish we had a bit more of that. Like any action scene in Loki. I kind of want it to be that, as opposed to like we get a, in a lot of Marvel, which is just people like you know punching and kicking, and like yeah. doing <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a super powered wizard. Like mm-hmm. I want to see, I want to see what he can do as a wizard.
1: Yeah, uh, speaking of wizardry, Natalie Holt, the composer of this show. Oh my, dude, my, the opening God. scene, dude, the swanky version of the theme playing, like. Yep dude, this might be the most versatile score I've ever heard. Like, the way they can use the same, like, two or three themes and just have them work in any scene for any emotional output that they're looking for, I- I'm just blown away every time. Like, I love it. There's consistency to it. There's style to it. And yeah. it, it it really adds to the whole thing. And the, the, the way that they even weave in old MCU themes or even just uh, things that we've heard before, like the Asgardian, like, love theme uh, playing when him and Sylvie kind of reunite, I'm like... This is powerful shit, man. It just makes it feel elevated. And it that's the type of uh, production value that like when it hits, it really hits in Marvel projects. And when it doesn't, you can tell it like secret invasion had more of a generic score to it. It felt like oh, yeah, it's an action thing, yeah. you know, as opposed to it's a Marvel thing. Like, It's this, this has purpose to it. And um, man, I'm just, I loved the score in season one. I'm so impressed with how they're continuing to develop it.
0: Yeah, I think way. I mean I think it's part of the result of just the core theme, like the TVA theme and the green theme both being just bangers. Yeah. And being able to just use those and integrate them and like, you know, having that motif exist throughout the show in different ways. Like the fact that yeah, they had a essentially a remixed version being used for that Brad Wolf chase scene. Man, like absolute fire. Another thing I want to bring up, um, going back to the interrogation scene uh interrogation part two where it was just loki and brad in the room and loki has like the box thing i love the concept of it so much um i almost wish that the show could be more ruthless and i understand why because they want to keep their rating but like there's no point while in that interrogation where I was like, "Yeah, but this isn't gonna go. This, he's not gonna go all the way. He's yeah. not really. like if I can hear like I don't know, just like a little crack of a bone, <laughs> a oh bone. like just a little crack of you a want bone. want to fucking jigsaw! Him? Just, just a little, just a little <laughs> bit to show that like Loki's ruthless. Like, that's all
1: I want. Well, it is interesting. I mean, not not that exactly, but mm-hmm. he does have scars on his arms. Brad
0: uh, afterwards. Uh,
1: no, or... the whole time. Okay. And I I just wonder if they're ever gonna touch on that. Like it it feels like a a, a purposeful thing. Um, so I I don't know because like like we saw him because he had his sick ass like sleeves rolled up. I love that Robin just had swag for days, even in his fucking TVA jumpsuit. Good for hell him, yeah. Man. I would
0: dude, I would love a an episode or maybe a moment, like a scene that is like um Kang or He Who Remains, I guess, uh doing the like brainwashing people and like us learning how he got the TVA to where the TVA is at. Because like again, the mystery is dope because it's like how the fuck did you get into this? But I like to talk about the scars or talk about like, you know, the brainwashing and all that stuff that had to start from somewhere. And whatever that is, I think that story is worth
1: telling. Well, so what's super cool is uh, just real quick. I want to say that uh, how terrifying you were talking about the scene of all the TVA looking at the timelines getting erased, but then to cut to the action scene, which on one hand it's an action scene on the other hand, it's these hunters sending up a bunch of portals to go fuck up Billions of people. Yep. It's kind of terrible. They're all setting
0: bombs. <laughs> yeah, like there's
1: a there's a lot going on there that is like really really intense. Uh, but to your point about like the getting back to the why and the how and and everything. Um, I mean, clearly that's kind of what the show is about, or at least what this this part of the the universe is about of dealing with Kang and the history of Kang and He Who Remains. All of it. Um, the way that they're talking about Kang so far, or specifically He Who Remains in this season, I think is so interesting with how they're tying it to uh Ravona Renslayer yeah and knowing what she did in season one and they even reference it directly here where uh, uh B-15 was just like yo why are we like this isn't a secret like we should be talking about this like our one of our leaders like our head people turned on us and has been betraying us and like tried to kill this person did this did this did this I and even last episode with that um the recording bit of hearing Kang talk to her, yeah, um, and about her, or them having a conversation together. The tying of them together is really interesting to me because obviously she's going to come back. Obviously she's going to be a big part of um, whatever the narrative is because um, she's still out there. But where is she? What is she doing? And my interesting question to you: Let's get start getting into some theory stuff going on. Are they trying to link He Who Remains and Ravona in the same way that Loki and Sylvia are
0: linked? oh you think that it's like a variant situation? potentially
1: and because i feel like the fact that they oh. brought even more attention to um the loki sylvie romance where yeah. we had brad's character kind of be like talking to um owen wilson in the mcdonald's being like it's kind of weird right yeah <laughs> i i feel like there's they, they're hinting and reminding us about enough elements that i wouldn't be surprised if there's some reveal that um renslayer is a a variant of, i mean that'd be fascinating
0: band. i mean that's what that's what a lot of the timeline stuff has set up in a way that's both confusing but maybe could loop around to being, oh like they've been building toward this all along because i've never I've never fully understood the rules of all right, so for King, every king looks like Jonathan Majors, but for Peter Parker, every Peter Parker looks different for Loki, every Loki looks different and like can be different genders like I or the same though there was some lokis look the same for so sure. so I feel like like that And so like I think you like that if. Renslayer happens to be another variant of mm-hmm. Kang that then feeds into... Oh, yeah, they can be different, yeah. right? Like, they all just don't... They all don't look... I think same. it could be cool. And I think that I, could be really in, cool. In the
1: comics, that's not the case, but I feel like the shows have... I mean, in the comics, Sylvie, it's a different character, too. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of a mix between this character named Enchantress and uh, a Loki variant, whatever. So, it's... They're going different, uh, different ways. Do you I have th- any... Theories well, I,
0: I had a question I was going to flip on you based on that. Where do you... How do you think Miss Minutes fits into everything? Because there's a line somewhere... I think it was last episode where they talk about Miss Minutes being, or maybe it was maybe it was the finale actually, uh, where they mentioned Miss Minutes being an AI, but more like Miss yeah. Minutes is more, um, and it's there's a lot of mystery and a lot of like if there there feels like there's a reveal waiting to happen with what slash who Miss Minutes is.
1: Yeah, totally. I I it's interesting. I don't know what that's going to end up looking like specifically because in this episode they are really now going after i imagine we'll see her next episode yeah i, I think that, that we're going to start getting to that part of the story and a lot of the questions will be answered but yeah i i don't have any theories i don't think miss minutes being somebody is going to be a reveal mm-hmm. but may, i think miss minutes is miss minutes but i
0: think the i what think whatever the origin is
1: or whatever because yeah. she was at the end of time right She with that jump scare <laughs> like, Yeah. so i don't know that is there's there's something going on there um one thing thing I wanted to point out is in the, the credits, like the, the fancy credits where it's like showing all the stuff, which are so good. And I, I watch agree. them every time just cause the music's so good and like seeing it's great, but uh, it ends on a, a shot that looks kind of like, like a ring or like a circle of some sort mm-hmm. on, uh, that looks like the, in the he, Who remains like Citadel um, from the finale. Mm-hmm. And I noticed last night and maybe I'm, this is a stretch and I don't even know what this could mean, but it had like a crack on it. And it kind of looked like the crack from last episode um, in the TVA where oh, that thing happened. So yeah. I wonder if that is, like, if they're going to um, loop back to that as, like, that being uh, a, a Nexus event or that being some moment that's, like, super important for some reason. Um, but I don't know. That was just, like, a little thing I noticed last
0: night. So do you think we get to the place where... Because right now with the, with the whole TVA thing, right? The TVA seems like it's about to implode because it can't handle all the branching timelines and, like, them cutting off the timelines. Theoretically, to save the TVA for the time being. You assume that they, like... Well, oh, actually, what is the? What did they say they had to do to fix it? They had to like go find, he who remains, right? Like, isn't that the whole thing? Is that they had to find? Well, they're trying
1: to miss minutes, right? Because they, they're like miss, like miss minutes right now is is turned against us. But like, can we get her back? I think was kind of like gotcha. The, what they're to get answers. And like,
0: and I'm, stuff. I'm, I'm sure maybe the answers are already out there. i have not seen the trailers for the next episode. So actually, the only thing I know about the future of where the show goes is based off of the Quantum Mania <laughs> post credit. Okay, that's cool. all I know. But I assume now the next step is to yeah go after either miss minutes or Renslayer or a Kang and like fix the TVA that way.
1: I've been super out. Like I've, there's been a lot of video games to play and there's been a lot of stuff. So I haven't been watching like breakdown stuff or I haven't really been, uh, even the trailers. Like we, we did our reaction to it, but like I, that was it. Like I, so there's one scene in the trailers that I know is upcoming that we haven't seen yet, but
0: only one in my mind that that stands out. Um, cause I'm trying to figure out what the thrust of the next, of the rest of the show is.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what was in the trailer because it's like not, okay, that's not, that big of a thing. But like you see a scene of Miss Minutes like Kaiju style, like walking somewhere. And like, just a two second clip of that. So we know she's in the show. I don't know the context of like where that fits in. I imagine that'll be next episode, though. Um, but I, I, I want to throw something out there okay. that I'm pretty confident in. And I haven't seen anybody say it, this shit. I think. That it's gonna be revealed by the end of this season mm-hmm. that Mobius is Owen Wilson in Loki. You think because, it's a <laughs> You think it's a Brad Wolf situation. Yes, because they keep the multiple lines in this episode. They say, Mobius, you're a good actor. They keep harping on this actor thing with him, and they're harping on him not knowing what his real life
0: is. That would be insane.
1: I, don't, I love that. I don't know, like How they can make it make sense. It could just be a throwaway joke or it could be a real plot line. I think it's going to be Owen Wilson. Does
0: Owen Wilson really like jet skis?
1: That's my thing. They got to get the jet skis back. Yeah. Like imagine if there's just like a post credit stinger or something that's Owen Wilson on a jet ski. That'd be
0: fucking hilarious. (laughs) But like not the gray hair or like, I actually, I don't know how that all works. But anyways, well, this is one question I have also. Mm So Brad was on the sacred timeline. That's what they said in the show. They yeah. said Brad was on the sa- was on the sacred timeline, but the um, whatever his code name is, right? Like when he was pruned, like he was pruned from a from a non sacred timeline branch, right? Because that's how that works. So who did he like, Did he replace himself on the sacred timeline? Are there two Brads on the sacred timeline, or did he fucking murder the Brad that was already on the sacred timeline, or was there not a Brad on the sacred timeline? But there must have been. But there must have right? been yeah. one if he's already famous. You see, you see what i'm saying yeah 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 yeah. that was one where i immediately, i when as soon as they said that i was like but that's not his timeline though right uh, yeah i need to rewatch that i don't remember this might just be back to the thing of was just timeline stuff is confusing yeah times.
1: i don't remember the 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 dialogue actually about the explicit statements of it him being from the sacred timeline yeah. or whatever i'm but like
0: 99 to... on yeah. that because i had a uh, i yeah, like it's... i i clocked it i was like you were on the sacred timeline like what the fuck are you doing there yeah, it's not your home. <laughs> There's another Brad out there. There's another Brad <laughs> out brat there. there. That's like maybe so depending depending on how long he was down there, right? Like if it was just a week, maybe he got away with it. Like maybe nobody was like, maybe they never crossed paths, and yeah. it wasn't a big deal. Huh? Interesting. But yeah,
1: I thought that was really that is, weird. That's actually that's that's really really cool. Well, again, he has the the scars. What's up with that?
0: <laughs> yeah. Like
1: hmm.
0: Also hmm. An- an- another one, and this is based on nothing except how riding works is. Kiwi Kwan, aka my guy, um, Obi. Obi. Is there going to be a twist with him? There you has to be. Do you think? There has to be. Do you think he's Look, evil? Evil's an interesting word. Mm-hmm.
1: He's up to some shit. He knows some shit. He wrote the book. He, he literally bro- wrote the rules. Yes. Someone with that much power and that much understanding of how this all works is going to be a key player in this somehow. I don't know what that looks like. I don't think it's going to be a like heel turn villain type thing but i do think that clearly it's linked to he who remains he must
0: have been kang, like maybe either minutes. the first one of the first people who was pruned from their timeline and kang was like or he who remains was like oh i like you you're gonna be like you're gonna help me set up this whole tva situation or like maybe he who remains knew him personally and trusted him maybe he was a lackey i I think there's there's a story there to be told. Like I think we might get a reveal oh, yeah. there. Th- there's going to be a reveal. I just I don't know what it is. I'm excited
1: though. I feel yeah. like so far they've done a good job of simultaneously making him a character that the protagonist can trust and that we trust enough to like give information that when he says something we believe it yeah but then also we're like but something's up he's too likable. you know also. too much and you're just so like you're, you're so likable so yeah. <laughs> god i'm so happy loki's back and i'm Same. so happy we're getting it week to week man this this should be a blast um let us know in the comments below what you thought of loki season two um and again those reviews Five out of ten? For yeah, that's why I'm like, what's what going to happen the next two? Do, what what in the, the next two episodes brings this down to a five out of ten? I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> I hope it doesn't actually get there. Uh, but let us know what you think about this one. We will return next week with an episode three breakdown. Uh, but until next time, have a marvelous day.